It's been about six months since I started the Bells and Whistles Theater, which is kind of the creative home of this podcast now. It's where I release all the upcoming episodes, extra scenes, and standalone short stories. I'm working on my second short story now. And if you're curious about how things are going with the podcast, if I will keep podcasting, uh, and if I am able to survive as a creator, I have just published a free episode of my In the Wings Behind the Scenes podcast, where I discuss um, how I feel about the Bells and Whistles Theater in the Lesbian Romantic Podcast and its future right now. So if that interests you, go to patreon.com slash lesbianromantic and sign up for free, and you'll have access to that um, episode of my behind-the-scenes podcast. All right, let's get to this episode. Previously on The Lesbian Romantic. Get up, Brad, the VP said in a commanding tone. I'm not sure he's able to get up. He looks... Leah hesitated. He looks freaking stoned. As she started to roll Brad on his back, she spoke to Leah as calmly as she could. Go outside, try to find a signal, and call an ambulance. Now. Leah let out her breath. He is alive? Emily asked. Is he stable? Yes, he is now. It was... How do you see it? Rocky, for a while. Brad sued the company, Emily said. Leah tilted her head. Brad? Brad who? At least he tried, Emily continued. The CEO paid him off. Leah, the guide, threatened to sue us. You can't just go. It's not about Sanders Tech or you right now, Emily. He's at my door. He's after me now. Exactly. That's why you can't go there. Okay, after that quick recap, are you ready for the next episode? Here we go. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is The Blogger Story, Part 28. Leah stared at her hands on the steering wheel. She was sitting in her car, which was parked in her usual spot. Her jaw hurt. She assumed it was from clenching her teeth while driving. Leah tightened her grip around the warm leather. She knew Brad was still waiting for her upstairs. Tony had sent her a message 30 minutes ago to ask her when she would be home. She guessed he was getting tired of his strange guest. Well, Leah didn't care. She was trying to get ready to face Brad. Leah had no idea what to expect. She doubted it would be a pleasant conversation. Brad clearly was after Emily, and now he might be after her. But why was he here? Leah had not been able to come up with a single scenario in which showing up on her doorstep was normal behavior. 
Brad either had no clue what personal space was, or he was here to intimidate her. Leah leaned back in her seat. She put her face in her hands. She wished she did not have to go up alone. She knew Emily had offered to help. Drive over. But Leah had been too upset to accept her offer. She chewed the inside of her cheek, her hands resting on the wheel again. Leah stared at the car parked next to her. Her eyes didn't really take in the vehicle, though. Instead, she was thinking of Emily's beautiful brown eyes. They seemed so sincere when Emily was with her. But as soon as they were apart, things went horribly wrong between them. Leah now thought Emily not being completely honest with her probably had something to do with that. She was afraid to think about what Emily had kept from her. Anything seemed possible. She now wished she hadn't interrupted Emily during their phone call. But Leah had already felt under pressure because of Brad. And Emily had surprised her. The moment Leah had heard the words, I lied to you, she swore she could feel her heart crack. She had not heard from Emily for days. And now this? What was Leah supposed to think? She had immediately switched into full defensive mode. It was easier to pretend she was indifferent than to show Emily her heartbreak. But now, Leah had no idea what secrets Emily was hiding. Leah's gaze darted around the underground parking lot. There was no one else around, and the main lights had switched off because of the lack of movement over 15 minutes ago. Look at me. Leah thought, hiding in my car, in a dark car park, about to face, she smiled thinly, about to face the villain, just like in the movies. But Brad no longer seemed like much of a danger compared to the emotional damage Emily could afflict on her. Well, time to face the music. She had waited for Emily to call back after her conversation with Eric. But ninety minutes had come and gone. She had not called. Leah really was on her own. She wished she had stayed at her parents' house. Emily's advice to just not go home had been reasonable. But she was here now, and it was time to get this over with. Then Leah could go to bed and hide under the covers. Tomorrow she would call Claire and ask her to come over. She needed her best friend. Leah knew Claire would be angry at Emily, beyond angry. But she no longer cared what Claire thought about Emily. She just needed her friend. Okay, Leah said out loud. Get out of the car. She rubbed her upper arms. Get out of the car. She let another beat pass before she grabbed her phone from the passenger seat. After one last glance at her screen, 
No new messages or missed calls. Leah grabbed the car door's handle and got out of the car. Let's get this over with, she thought. She walked to the elevator, her jaw tense again. Leah was surprised to find Brad waiting for her in the hallway. She thought he would still be at Tony's place. Brad looked exactly the same as he had in France. Well, the way he had looked before he had collapsed on the floor, that is. His short brown hair looked like an organized mess. Probably an expensive mess. His squarish, all-time American jaw was clearly one of his own favorite features. He often stroked or rubbed his own jawline. Leah had noticed that in France, and he was doing it again here. Leah, hi, Brad said, smiling broadly and waving at her as soon as he noticed her. He seemed uncertain about how to greet Leah appropriately for a second. When Leah saw him open his arms, she lifted her bags with an apologetic look. Hi. Brad flashed his bright white teeth. Leah didn't remember those. He must have had them cleaned recently or something. Need some help with those? He said, walking towards her and pointing at her bags. No, I'm fine, thanks. Leah tried to walk past him. Sorry. He stepped aside. Leah quickly walked to her door. She put the bags down and started looking for her keys. She noticed her hands were shaking. Calm down, she told herself. Brad leaned against the wall, apparently waiting for her to open the door. I can't believe I'm about to let him in, Leah thought. Where the hell was Tony? He was the one who got her into this mess. Where's Tony? She asked. Who? Brad said. My neighbor? Oh, he had to go to work. Leah frowned. Tony didn't work in the evening. Weird. But she really was on her own then. Great. Letting Brad into her home wasn't a good idea. She had no clue why he was here. And she was all alone. Why would she just let him walk in? She had finally found her keys, but pushed them back into her bag. Her mouth was dry, and she could feel a headache coming on. The muscles of her shoulders were tense. She rubbed the back of her neck instinctively while she tried to find the courage to ask the question she needed to ask. Brad, I'm sorry, but why are you here? 
He looked up and met her eyes. She saw nothing but friendliness in them. She knew Brad was not friendly. He pretended to be friendly. Brad now directed his gaze at Leah's closed door. He seemed to have realized she had stopped trying to open it for him. Can we talk inside, Leah? He asked. Right. Now Leah would have to tell him she did not want to let him in. Not exactly a great start of a conversation. Leah usually couldn't stand feeling like she was being rude. But something told her Brad was pushing that button on purpose. And that brought out the stubborn, defiant side of her character. I would prefer to talk here, actually, she said. Her voice sounded confident enough, she thought. Brad narrowed his eyes. I don't think you want your neighbors to hear this. Leah met his gaze. Well, Tony's out, apparently. And my other neighbors are old and deaf. He shook his head and glared at her. Fine. Leah forced herself to not look away when his eyes scanned her face. The friendliness in them was gone now. I came here to talk to you about a story on Emily Harris I think you should publish. Leah swallowed slowly. She blinked to hide her growing sense of panic. She raised one eyebrow. Emily who? Okay, as soon as she said it, she knew it was the lamest reply ever. Great way of letting Brat know she knew damn well who he was talking about. Brad cocked his head to the side. Leah wondered what he knew. She couldn't imagine Tony telling him Emily had been here. Tony had no idea who Emily was. And even if he did, would he just tell a stranger? Brad put a hand in his pocket. Leah could hear his fingers started to play with some coins he had in there. Emily Harris. The woman who was with you when you almost let me die? The accusation was so ludicrous, Leah actually rolled her eyes. She knew she should be more careful, but she got a bit cocky when she was in her stubborn mode, and Brad was pushing all of her buttons. Brad, I'm not some big company you can sue for a couple of million dollars, she said. Brad's gaze intensified. How do you know I sued them? Oh shit, heat crept up her neck. Leah had to do some damage control. Go extra cocky, she thought. A wild guess. You seem like the type to do just that. Brad didn't seem convinced. He pushed himself away from the wall using his shoulder and took a step towards her. Emily Harris should be fired. She didn't get me. You didn't get me to the hospital on time. I was in a hospital bed for weeks because of you. Leah felt her cheeks burn. You were in that hospital because you took something, Brad. You chose to take those drugs 
or whatever it was. Not us. So do not try to put this on me. Leah stared straight into Brad's eyes for a couple of moments. He backed off a little. The corner of his lips curled up a bit. You've got more balls on you than the whole legal department of Sanders Tech combined, he finally said. Leah clenched her fists instead of rolling her eyes again. She waited for him to continue. She was actually pretty surprised at her own confidence. This guy was just so disgusting, she was no longer intimidated. If you publish this story on Harris, I'll help you turn that little blog of yours into a real business. I'll make sure our biggest advertisers notice you. You'll earn a lot of money. What story was Brad talking about? There was no way she would ever do anything like this. Not to Emily, or to anyone else for her own benefit. But it wouldn't be bad to find out what Brad had on Emily. Maybe Brad knew what Emily had been hiding from Leah. Maybe she could find out this way. She wouldn't use it against Emily, ever. But she was curious. Hell, after spending a night with Emily... She had the right to know the truth, right? What story? She asked. A nasty grin spread on Brad's face. Ballsy and smart, he said. I never would have thought when I first met you. You've got more potential than I gave you credit for. Leah let the insults pass. She was focused on finding out what Brad was talking about. What story, Brad? She said it with as much indifference as she could fake. Just write about the disastrous trip to France organized by Sanders Tug and how their VP screwed up. Leave yourself out of it. He actually seemed excited. Leah didn't understand why he was so focused on Emily. You want me to write about how Emily found you in the bushes? After you took drugs. Leah knew sarcasm was dripping off every word she said. But Brad no longer seemed to notice. He was too wrapped up in his idea. No, right I became unwell. And that I clearly needed medical attention. But was put in a car and driven into a park with no facilities or phone reception instead. Write about Harris's poor judgment. Leah stared at his flushed face. We had poor judgment, all right, she thought. We should have just left you in those damn bushes. She didn't say that, of course. Brat laughed. <laughs> That's actually what we settled on in the paperwork with Sanders Tegg. That I became unwell. Leah remembered her earlier thought about facing the villain. This guy certainly was starting to sound like some crazy character in Batman. She was careful to seem somewhat supportive when she asked, So why? His eyes focused back on her. Why do you want me to take down Harris? The smile on his face disappeared. That bitch told the Sanders Tech VP Marketing to stop 
all advertising on my website and my partner's websites. Do you know how much money we lost because of that incompetent nerd? Sanders Tug is one of the biggest advertisers out there. We lost over half a million dollars. Leah almost failed in her attempt to suppress a smile. That did sound like something Emily would do. So I sued Sanders Tug because she didn't get me to a hospital, and I demanded she got fired. Brad started pacing around. They told me they would take appropriate action. Then last week, just before Christmas, I heard she didn't get fired. They fired the VP Marketing and promoted Harris. Leah knew all of this, of course. But she had to pretend she didn't. So she raised her eyebrows and widened her eyes. If it wasn't for the alarm bells starting to go off in her mind about Brad's mental stability and her own safety she would probably not have been able to keep up her act. Brad turned to face her. I can't publish anything about Harris because of the deal I made with Sanders Tag. But you can. He looked at her expectantly, clearly waiting for Leah to agree to write the story. Leah considered her options. She wouldn't publish or write a thing about Emily. But she couldn't tell Brad that. The guy was crazy, and he was here, at her home, and she was all alone. She would have to stall. She needed him to leave. Then she could think about a plan. Leah nodded. I'll think about it. Just let me discuss it with my business partner, okay? Brad walked over to her, meeting her gaze. His eyes were so intense Leah knew she had made the right choice to not refuse. She suddenly felt small and vulnerable. But she couldn't let Brad know that. So Leah lifted her chin and stared back. When? he asked. When will you talk to your business partner? In a few days. She's on a holiday. It's not like the story or situation will change in the meantime. He tilted his head. Then he took a step back. Okay. You will not regret this, Leah. I am going to help you. You are going to make a lot of money out of this. She forced herself to smile. Sure. He smiled back, looking all friendly again. It was creepy. I'll let you get unpacked then. You can find my number on my company website. Call me, okay? I got your number from Tony if I don't hear from you. Leah's stomach dropped. She really was going to kill Tony. Talk to you in a few days then. Bye, Brad said, and he turned around. Leah waited until he was in the elevator and the doors had closed before she fished her phone out of her pocket. She had to talk to Emily. This was more important than her own hurt feelings. She was ready to unlock her phone when she noticed she had five missed calls. Leah had switched off her sound in the elevator when she was on her way to meet Brad. The five missed calls were from Emily. There was also a message. It was short, 
Aaliyah's stomach did a slow flip while she read it. Talk to Eric. Not good. Coming over. This was part 28 of the blogger's story. Now, you know what I'm going to say next, right? You don't? Okay, I'll give you a hint. It starts with... If you like this story, if you like this podcast, actually, please leave... Ah, didn't see that one coming, did you? I thought I'd shake things up a bit. So here we go. If you like the... No, I'm not going to do that. If you like this podcast, please leave a review or rating on iTunes so others can discover it too. Or go to lesbianromantic.com. I'll see you next week. If you like this podcast... Review. If you like this podcast... Review. If you like this... Hey, turn off that microphone.